Welcome to episode 11 of Faint Praise. I'm Tony. I'm Eric. And normally in this podcast, we take a couple of questionable movies with the same theme and compare them by scoring them in a few different categories to figure out which one is better. Normally, it's also just me and Eric, but this is a special episode for two reasons. So we have questionable characters. As yeah. Well. <laughs> so we have we have roped in a couple of friends to be uh, guests on our podcast. You guys want to introduce yourself? I'm Alex, and I'm Cassandra. And yay! yay and they yay. are fellow fellow movie lovers. And uh, since they are here, we went with some slightly better movies than normal. So normally, we go for movies that are in the like. You know, 20%, 30% range on Rotten Tomatoes. This time, the theme was suggested by Alex and Cassandra to do a Bruce Willis traveling through time uh, extravaganza. So we picked a couple of movies, and they actually turned out to be pretty highly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. one was over 90, right? Yeah, yeah, well-regarded, highly rated. So we did 12 Monkeys from 1995, 88%. Well, 95 was not yeah. highly regarded, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the movie was. Yeah. So that one surprised all of us. And then the other one is Looper from 2012, which is the 93% one. So that, these are actually, these might, these movies might be a little too Critically good. Critically acclaimed, if you will. Yeah, yeah, a little too good for this podcast. But we'll go into that in more detail. I can find anything to critique. Yeah. Or to find something to critique in any movie. Yeah. So uh, getting into 12 Monkeys first, we went with our normal routine of watching the one with the lower Rotten Tomato score and also just the earlier one. So Bruce Willis's first foray into time travel. Was it? Was it his first? I think there are only two, actually. Yeah. That's the only two that he's ever been in that involve time travel? Uh, yeah. If you had actual listeners, they could probably email you and, and, <laughs> and, and say, angrily, well, actually. Angrily, angrily wait, wait for an email like 30 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. so. Post I, it and then just sit there waiting. I look, forward, I look forward to I'm going to be so excited if I ever do get an email if somebody corrected me. And then if just because pop- you got an email. And then if we get popular enough and they start correcting me all the time, I'm going to be so pissed off. You so like, right, can I just the real fans, not the correctors? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe once we get really popular and you go back in time and listen to this episode and then yell at me like five years in the future that don't worry i've probably already been told but uh anyway so as far as we know here bruce willis's first time traveling movie uh 12 monkeys which takes place in 1996 actually well it depends on what part of the movie yeah yeah it takes place in a few different time frames so uh a virus was weaponized and released into the world in 1996 and then i do remember at the beginning it said 1997 specifically yeah because he said 96 is the past for him too which got me looking something up because i was like i think 97 is always like the apocalypse year in 80s and 90s movies. So like does this sound familiar to you guys? Like, when did it happen in Terminator? So Escape from New York was 1997. Mm-hmm. Turbo Kid was 1997. But it was as a joke because it's retro. everything's always 97. And it was made well after 97. So in my quick, in my... I think the Terminator Apocalypse was 1997 also. Was it? Or 1999, but that yeah, seems a little 99. too on the nose. I feel like right. 97 was the Terminator 1. I didn't get a chance to look it up. These are the things I would have looked up. Another email. Another time. email yeah. coming, coming right at you. We're giving you guys a lot of opportunities to please write me and tell I me that you're listening. I think Alex is going to email us right after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a phantom email address. Yeah. So anyway, I, uh, 1997, most of humanity dies from a virus that was released in 1996. Uh, the remaining people live underground, and they send people back in time to try and fit, like stop the virus from being released. So Bruce Willis plays the main 
time traveler. Who he started out in prison. And I don't, they never really explained why they used prisoners. They never did. To I mean, them. for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, but are they trustworthy? I mean, it fucked them up. Like, everyone is getting kind of mentally deranged none, from the time travel. None of them ever come back. But they could. They did come back repeatedly. He came back multiple times. The only reason that he okay. didn't is that they keep sending was they hadn't solved the problem yet. But they did come back. They also didn't say why he was in prison. I wouldn't have no, minded. No. Wait, I'm sorry. Think... Um, but actually, when he was talking to, I believe it was Jose, um, it was implied that this was his first time. And Jose was the one who said, no, they never come back. Right. But then everyone questioned it when we come to that scene with Bruce Willis adeptly putting on the giant body condom. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I you've th- done this, but this isn't your first time, like you <laughs> right. said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that was an oversight in writing. I think they were trying to well, show never go back that to he the was prison, doing it But I mean, some people times. might get pardoned, too, like he did it eventually. At the yeah, end. the whole point is they take prisoners and uh, they they put them through time travel and they put, they put them up above um, in the ruins of the world to collect samples. And then they say, if you do this for long enough, we'll pardon you. Mm-hmm. So the main character, Bruce Willis, is one of these prisoners who does this. He uh, gets sent back to multiple time frames because the time traveling is not exact. They don't always know exactly when they're sending you back. He, at one point, gets put into a mental institution in the early 90s. He gets to know a psychiatrist played by Madeline Stowe. I think the psychiatrist's name is Rayleigh. Yes. Doctor. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Rayleigh. Dr. Rayleigh. And he also meets Brad Pitt in this mental institution, who is the son of a scientist. And Bruce Willis figures out that Brad Pitt is actually the one who creates this army of the 12 monkeys that is the group that supposedly... Like weaponizes kind of eco-terrorists. Yeah, eco-terrorists who weaponize the virus and kill humanity. So Bruce Willis kind of puts this together uh, through all the different time frames. And then when it comes time to actually try and stop it in 1996, he realizes he has made a horrible mistake. And it's actually Bruce Willis's father's assistant. Well, they didn't even realize. They just found yeah. out that it wasn't the 12 monkeys. All they were really doing was... Because they had said, like, like we did it, we did it and posted, but they just meant releasing animals from the zoo. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is kind of a difficult movie to do a synopsis of with all the different time, time travel frames. disjointed, yeah. But yeah. that's it. I mean, that's a basic synopsis. Yeah, in the end, he doesn't stop it. It ends up being the scientist's assistant. Some ginger kills who's everyone. Who's kind of this anonymous yeah. character. It doesn't even have a, yeah. a, a well, he name. He pops up um, in the middle of Madeline Stowe's review of the Cassandra effects, and he has her sign a book. Isn't that right? Yeah. He keeps asking her about stuff. Yeah. And, and then he shows up again in the lab when the, the dad is talking about increasing their security protocols. Yeah, because the dad is worried that the son is Trying up to, to something some also. So anyway, the movie ends with the virus getting released, uh, Bruce Willis getting killed in the airport when he's trying to stop it, and then little kid Bruce Willis seeing all of this. And throughout the movie, he's constantly remembering watching himself You just don't know that killed. it's him yet because yeah. he's in disguise. Yeah. So... Uh, let's get into the scoring system. We are going to score it in four different categories, acting, visuals, structure, and entertainment value. Each one of us will give it up to five points in each category, including Alex and Cassandra. We'll get a chance to score it as well. And whichever movie see gets the most points people think. wins. Yeah, let's see how they fit in with our, <laughs> with, with our uh, rigid rules here. Um, I'll start off in acting. I 
I gave it a 3.5. I kind of waffled between a 4 and a 3.5 because all of the acting is competent. Everyone's good. You got Bruce Willis. For which For this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got Bruce Willis. You got Christopher Plummer as the old scientist man. Madeline Stowe does a good job. I kind of... I said two and a half just because of Brad Pitt being a total he goofball. He was yeah. terrible. Really yeah, I, he ended up pretty yeah, bad. <laughs> I thought he was massively overacting. And when he showed up on screen and I saw how he was acting, I even said, is Bruce Willis a good actor? Because <laughs> once I thought about it, I was like, is, is he really good Maybe he wasn't in yet anything? in 1990, whenever but the hell this movie like came But he acts like that out. in every movie. He, but this normally was the sort characters of like a aren't that exaggerated, version. though. I don't know. In Snatch, that's a pretty exaggerated character. In but I mean, Fight Club, that's a pretty exaggerated character. Yeah. Everyone has some actors just have certain things they can do. Even in Seven, it's like, what's in the box? Yeah, well, that's why everyone makes fun of that yeah. because it is so goofy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, what are you guys' scores on acting and casting? Um, well, I actually gave it a, um, I gave it a two and a half. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Great yeah. Yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, same for the same reasons, I yeah. thought Willis and Madeline Stowe were pretty competent. Um, the mm-hmm. only reason I actually I gave it less is because I thought the background cast was a little bit too comical for me. Yeah, yeah, the twelve monkeys guys were yeah, the scientists not... were mm-hmm. like where they come in and they do their little sing along. It's just like this right. doesn't quite and, fit. And the weird like um, there would be judges. I don't know how to call them. They're like the scientists who were sending them out were all kind of weird, like right. Judge Dredgy. I, I don't know how to also describe it. Yeah, I would put that. I I. Feel feel like that's a structure thing though because that's yeah, the way it's hard the characters to tell how much they're directed written. to do that or written and how much and that's a, this is a terry gilliam movie right right mm-hmm. so i feel like does he do like brazil or something too yeah yes. he does because okay. do i did yeah. feel like that where mm-hmm. they're up like looking down while they so man i i i'm like way ahead of the pack with my three and a half here i'm looking like a loser uh, what do you think alex <laughs> i threw down a two because <laughs> I mean, like, what were they really doing? Brad Pitt was hamming it up, and Bruce was, Willis was being confused. All he was doing was yeah. drooling a lot, really. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down too much drooling. <laughs> there was a lot of drooling in this movie. I wrote down butts. Yeah. There <laughs> That's were, a visual. There were three, visual. three scenes of him getting, like, three scenes of him getting, like, deloused, and then uh, Brad Pitt shows his ass once, yeah. Yeah. gratuitously as well. I also mm-hmm. wrote down monkeys. Yep. Um, I thought there would be more. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly 12. Yeah, because there weren't even 12 people in his gang of 12 monkeys. There was like five. There was no reason for it to be called 12 but monkeys. But he was crazy. Yeah. Maybe they released 12 monkeys. Yeah. Guys, I'm bumping my score down. No, you can't do that. You no. live with it. Well, you can, I, I guess. It's this is like podcast. the people that stand yeah, towards the back of the elevator podcast. like we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. I saw everyone turn around in the elevator, and now I'm like, well, yeah. the door must be there. <laughs> uh, no, because I... I do think the chemistry was off between Madeline Stowe and Bruce Willis. Yeah. They seemed to try to do a bit of a ham-fisted love story. Like a little bit of tension there, the but end. it didn't really work. And it, yeah, it, it uh, maybe it was writing, but they couldn't make it work when she like well, she started flipped trusting, on a dime almost did, to like she started trusting him, little, yeah. and yeah. then she was really upset with him being killed at the end. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, this guy's just made your last however long a living hell. He kind of he like kidnaps her at one point. Whatever. Okay, I'll keep my three and a half, but I feel embarrassed now. This is what happens when you bring other people into the relationship. (laughs) I mean, we've been watching such bad movies with. You were just like, oh my god, something that's not complete shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just went a little, a little nuts. I mean, all you said was it's slightly above average. That's not crazy. Yeah, because I consider three average, so I went, okay, yeah, all these people are doing a pretty good job. And it is slightly above average for the movies that we've been watching. Right. Maybe not for reality. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. No issues about casting in my mind. Oh, I wanted to say about Brad Pitt. The 90s 
must have been a crazy time because all of us, the one thing we did agree on was Brad Pitt was terrible in this movie. Oscar nominated. Oh, you are. Oh, you, <laughs> you liked him. <laughs> I because okay. So with respect to the comments about it being a Terry um, Gilliam movie, right. that his character being so incredibly over the top, mm-hmm. that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. That one made sense because he is meant to be crazy. And I thought also like, oh well, maybe his character is also just playing up the craziness at that time, because mm-hmm. he chills out later. On uh, in to. 1996 when he needs At to the part, like right. his dad's part like he's obviously a little weird but he's not mm-hmm. freaking out like somewhere mm-hmm. between schizophrenic and sociopathic right. so mm-hmm. I actually didn't mind it so much well he I guess you could have been on the Academy Awards committee because he role? got a nomination for best supporting actor for that he lost out to Kevin Spacey in Usual Suspects oh, well. so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so I mean of course, obviously yeah. he wasn't going to win that one they were just a bone yeah, there yeah right. they probably were like well we feel bad that you had to wear crazy contacts so we're going to we're going to do a little something yeah a little something for you so alright moving on to visuals who wants to start the visuals I'll start it I went with right. two Jesus but because I mean <laughs> not that they were bad but there was a lot that I just didn't like mm-hmm. they, like they started out with a lot of Dutch angles like in the beginning I noted the no Dutch re- angles and they, but yeah. they, they toned that down towards the end of the movie mm-hmm. it was sort of weird because as, as Brad, like um, Bruce Willis started to be like kind of insane and actually got better as the movie progressed even though he was doing more time traveling which kind of didn't make sense yeah and they toned down the I guess as you find out more about what's going on and it sort of calms a little bit but the mm-hmm. visuals were really weird in the beginning and I, I don't, I mean, like, the, the weird Ter- Terry Gilliam stuff, like, I'm talking about, like, the bizarre, not even steampunk, but just b- bizarre technology stuff. Steampunk, I think, was it. Because you got the future society with the weird, right. like, goggles mm-hmm. and, like, like mm-hmm. outfits with a lot of straps yeah, on them. Everything was just, stuff. like, this retrofitted, yeah. like... So mm-hmm. I wasn't terrible, but I didn't like a lot of the, the visuals. Okay, so you're scoring it more on... Not what you think are the quality of the visuals, but just you didn't particularly care for yeah, them. Yeah, and some of them were weird. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think they needed all the weird angles Eric, you can be stuff. honest here. Was it the butts? The butts? <laughs> I mean, like, I've seen worse butts. I, I was I, in the it, army, there right? Were a lot of, there, yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of dude butts in this, so I feel like that might be no, subconsciously that really, no, affecting. No, that doesn't really affect me. Yeah, affecting your score. Uh, what'd you guys think? I gave it a two and a half. Okay. Um... It was very Terry Gilliam, and that's fine. I just, I, I'm over the whole like let's ha- let's just put a ball of TVs in front of this guy with a bunch of weird images. <laughs> that's what I mean, of, like weird shit like that, and then I mean, these people in robes and, and tall yeah. chairs, and just for no it's, reason. It's like it's not quite cyberpunk, but it's not quite steampunk. It's like trans, uh, vacuum tube punk. Like, yeah. <laughs> they didn't make it all. Yeah. So it was fine. Like everything else was just, it didn't wow me. A movie happened in front of me. And, right. And that's what. That's my point. Is that most of the visuals that you notice as being unique are in a bad way. Okay. There's nothing really memorable in a good way. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the plot and everything is, is separate. Right? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a reason I'm not saying a lot about it because I didn't feel that strongly about it. What you What do right. you think, Cassandra? Um, I gave it a three because again, I like with Terry Gilliam, I'm gonna just expect a certain aesthetic, mm-hmm. and so I I enjoy it for what that is. Um, but there were certain things that just didn't fit with his own aesthetic. So he g- goes back in time and he ends up in this asylum. So they have that. I think we all remember, like, there's this CAT scan machine, I think it right. was. And so it's obviously a somewhat up-to-date hospital, but they can't afford to replace the paint on their walls. Right. I, that made zero sense to me. Yeah, it's this completely derelict building with, yeah. like, state-of-the-art machinery. So, yeah, I agree. I gave it a three also. So the girls gave it a three and the boys gave it a two, two and a half. I think the man butt. Oh, man. I, think, I think the yeah. man butt played a, played a role in that. Uh, I was not offended by the book. And I didn't, I, know if the, I didn't know if the crazy eyes for Brad Pitt 
were a plus or a minus. They were just distracting to me. I think it helped yeah. with the character. Yeah. But I didn't. I mean, I'm not counting that against the visuals. Mm-hmm. The drooling I am though. I will. Obsessive. I will say I was. I was pretty <laughs> bored with how often they repeated the airport scene. I did write down. And the way it looked was like like the way a bad director films heaven. It was like the hazy, the white. Yeah, they showed the it too edges. many times. Yeah. And like we get it. Yeah. And also, he wasn't a sweet romper at one point. I thought we should mention that. <laughs> yeah. right? Bruce Willis had the original yeah. romp yeah. him. Long, yeah, yeah, romp him. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. So moving on to structure, what'd you guys give it? I gave it a two. Jesus. I just, I'm just, anytime... You really dislike this movie. I didn't dislike it. It's just, it has all the weird issues with time movies and stuff like that. Most of it, I think, is due to the story and sort of pacing, too. I think it was a little slow to get to the point. Okay. I actually gave it a four um, because uh, for a time travel movie, I thought it actually closed up pretty closely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, lo- it looks as though Alex is agreeing. And actually, yes. I gave it a four also. Oh, well, I'm the asshole. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. no, I mean, time travel movies, it's like in, in the next Bruce Willis time travel movie, Looper, he makes a joke, you could, you know, it's never going to be perfect. But this one, right. I think, did about as good a job as it could with mm-hmm. with closing up all the, like, all yeah. the ends I for mean, the time travel. Yeah. They, they told us what the rules were right in the beginning, that everything that happened happened and they weren't going to be able to change it. Even though they were starting to try at the end, but like everything that happened happened and that's right, really but I mean, all like, they didn't you could go along for. with that necessarily because he goes back and the whole reason that her in the airport with him would have to be changing what happened basically. Well, that's, he, he remembers seeing that. That whole thing. Right, it's just a fixed loop, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, it's kind of weird. They, uh, they clearly didn't believe that everything that happened happened because Jose showed up and, and tried to get Bruce to kill Bruce. Tried to get Bruce to kill the... No, Bruce to kill to, the ginger, right? Right, yeah. yeah. The, 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 nameless, the nameless real bad guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I thought the characters were pretty well-developed. Uh, well-realized timeline, pretty good world-building, good story. I would have appreciated a little more explanation for why the guy did release the Yeah, virus. they didn't mention that yeah. at all. Yeah. That was one big thing. Like They didn't even give him like a, a even a moment to yeah. explain. They gave him... When he uh, did they confronted Dr. Rayleigh... He mentioned that he was concerned about overpopulation and like. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, but that's like a one throwaway resource. comment. They didn't like yeah. flesh out why he like he's going to these extreme lengths, okay. right? And just because he's worried about overpopulation. Out of context, like why is he consulting her? Yeah, she wasn't into any. I mean, she was a psychologist, right? Yeah. So he just yeah, he randomly shows up. That was up I mean, that was hamfisted. I think yeah, waiting that... across their paths because. There's no reason why this virologist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know that's what a that's a good point though. I didn't really even think about that. Why was he at her book signing? She, yeah, and then her <laughs> change too from like not believing it all to like the story that he told about the kid in the well. Well, that would be weird. Instantly, like transformed her opinion, and then she falls in love with him almost instantly. Yeah, that was a bit weird and yeah, and instantaneous. No, I know I noted those, but overall, I thought it was actually pretty tight. Uh, I mean, it made nice, sense, which is good. Know, I well like made, well made movie. So we can move on to entertainment value now, because I think that's probably. I feel like you really didn't like it, and maybe you should have taken away from the entertainment value. No, it wasn't so. that. I think I, I put two and a half for entertainment. Okay, I put three. So just so. like because I don't, I remember like I wasn't confused by it, but it almost felt like yeah, the loop closed at the end, but there wasn't a resolution necessarily. 
I felt like. Yeah, it just kind of kept going. So like, all right, so, great. What's the point? Yeah. The, the first scene of the movie that you have basically is the end scene too. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, great. Yeah, and then you show it 12 times throughout the whole right. thing. So what do you guys do for entertainment? I give it a two. I was not entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I was not entertained. <laughs> I wasn't entertained the first time I saw it, and I wasn't entertained uh, this past time. I was mm-hmm. also very tired. Um, at least it made more sense this time yeah Mm -hmm. because I had seen this movie when I was a kid and I remembered not remember or not understanding the movie at all I thought the movie made no fucking sense whatsoever so Mm -hmm. going back I was pleasantly surprised it actually made quite a bit of sense it wasn't really hard to understand or anything maybe I was a stupid kid (laughs) (laughs) so what'd you what'd you say Cassandra um, I gave it a two and a half. Um, I mostly was, went neutral because I fell asleep. How much of that was the movie's uh, fault? Uh, um, so, <laughs> a bit. Um, I mostly, I mean, for, for what I did enjoy, I, again, uh, yeah, I enjoyed Brad Pitt's performance, and I thought there were some very interesting like references that tied it in, like uh, you know the references to like Vertigo, and also like the uh, continuing editing of his memories. So when he goes through the loop of he shows what, a more or yeah, he shows a little more. Like at first, you know, there's a scene where he remembers it as. Brad Pitt's character and then later on he realizes oh no I, I was wrong this is actually <laughs> what I remember because it's edited based on events in his life so I thought that was like an interesting kind of little uh, psychoanalytic however you want to put it um, touch in there so uh, it was thought provoking mm-hmm. in a small way I wouldn't yeah. say I was bored but I think the feeling that I got most often during the movie was frustration yeah yeah I was I was a little I, I gave it a three I was a little bored but I I liked the premise I appreciated that it was a well-made movie it kept my interest enough but I felt like it was a little too repetitive with the airport scene over and over yeah maybe trying a little too hard to make these kooky time travel people because then he's got almost I almost want to say like a like a watcher who mm-hmm. shows up every mm-hmm. once in a while. The guy without the teeth who's like, ah, I gotta take your teeth out. They're watching right. you through a who's just always there. So things like that, I was kind of like, well, I actually don't know if I like this or dislike this, but uh, well, I definitely far and away rated this movie a lot more highly than you guys. So run through your scores I just real said quick. two and a half. So still only slightly no, below. What was, so run through all of your oh, scores. Two and a half, two, two, and two and a half. What'd you say, Alex? Uh, two, two and a half, four, two. And what'd you say, Cassandra? Two and a half, three, four, two and a half. And I said three and a half, three, four, three. So you and Cassandra's will be pretty similar. Yeah, amazing. so give me a second. I'm going to add these up. I'm cutting all of this out. No, you better not. It should be in the DVDs. Uh... Hidden special features for the people who pay more than $100 a month on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) They get uh, some nudes and this deleted stuff. The nudes are just stills from the movies where there are nudes. It's the the stills of their asses (laughs) from 12 Monkeys. All right, so I said 13.5, Eric said 9, Alex said 10.5, and Cassandra said 12 for a total of... There is some sexual dimorphism in these scores here. (laughs) 9 and 10 and 12 and 13. A total of 45 from all of us. So we're not going to be able to compare these movies to any of the other ones we, we rate since we've ours. got yeah yeah just divide by four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> divide by four. I'm not going to average it for all of us. Oh. <laughs> all right, so I think we're done talking about Twelve Monkeys. Let's move on to Looper, which was a uh, Looper. It took God almost twenty years for Bruce Willis to do another time almost 
yeah, almost 20 years for Bruce Willis to do another time travel movie. <laughs> so 2012 Looper, uh, this one takes place in the year 2044. And it doesn't spend much time in the far future, but most of the movie takes place in 2044. And during this time frame, assassins called loopers kill people who are assassins. Sent back yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what else are you going to call them? I mean, Murderers. executioners. Yeah. 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 yeah ex- okay. Okay. A group of people called loopers kill people who are sent back in time by crime syndicates in the future. Because apparently in the future, it's really difficult to dispose of a body, but they have time travel. So they send people back in time, and the looper will stand there, and they wait for someone to show up, and then they shoot them when they show up. And that is their whole job. And eventually for loopers, their future self gets sent back, and they have to kill them. And then they call that closing the loop, and your contract is over, and then you get a huge payout, and you know that you've got 30 years to live. Uh, so our main character is Joe. The young version is played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and the old version is played by Bruce Willis. And Joe's problem is that when his old self gets sent back, he escapes. So young Joe does not get to kill old Joe like he's supposed to, and there are heavy, heavy penalties for this. So in this, so the movie is him chasing his old self down and trying to get him. Now the reason old Joe wanted to escape instead of get killed is because in the far future, there's this mysterious figure called the Rainmaker, who is basically taking over the world and ruining the world. And he's killing all the loopers in addition to just kind of controlling everything in the world. Uh, So old Joe wants to try and find the kid version of the Rainmaker to kill him before he starts ruining the world. Because his then wife is killed in the act of apprehending him. Because otherwise I don't think he would have really cared because he was expecting to be killed. But during that process, his wife is killed when they come to apprehend him. So he's like, mm-hmm. but this guy who's trying to close all the loops, it caused my wife to die. Yeah, I mean, I think the guy was also supposed to be ruining the world, too, right? Am I making well, that up? just the crime world. He was taking yeah. over all the crime scenes. He was only taking over so, the yeah, crime scenes. He was cleaning yeah. things up. Yeah, he was, was cleaner. It was Well, because obviously, well, yeah. I got the I got the feeling that he was taking over the whole world. No, they was were that just not talking the about the crime syndicates closing all the loops and everything. All right, well, uh, eventually... Old Joe, so young Joe finds kid version of the Rainmaker first. Uh, Rainmaker's mom is Emily Blunt. Rainmaker is played by anonymous five-year-old. Young Joe decides he's going to protect this kid from old Joe. Old Joe comes to kill them. And then young Joe comes to the realization that the reason the Rainmaker went crazy is because old Joe killed Emily Blunt and ruined kid Rainmaker's life. So then that's why he... So mighty young yeah. Joe. Oh, and I forgot to, to mention an incredibly important part of this, which gonna, is that, <laughs> that yeah. apparently a tenth of the population is telekinetic. They call them TKs. Oh. And Emily Blunt is is a pretty well-developed TK, and her son is like this mutated, super powerful telekinetic. So that's how he's kind of able to take this whole thing over, is that he, uh, he can explode he people Because he's only mind. like six years old or something. Yeah, yeah. So he can explode people with his mind. So that's how he starts But you also forgot over. to mention that at least I didn't hear you if you did, that the reason they have to send the people back in time is supposedly because of medical tracking technology. It's almost impossible to get rid of a body in the future, which makes no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned that. And, but, but it's, yeah, time mm-hmm. travel is super legal too. Yeah, yeah, everything, that, that definitely falls apart yeah. a little bit. That's an issue with the movie. So getting into the scoring section and acting, God, I think I'm going to be way ahead of you guys in this too. Uh, I gave this one a four. 
I thought the acting was good. I said three and a half. Okay, all right. It was above average for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I gave it a four. I thought it was good. All competent people. You had Bruce Willis, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You got Jeff Bridges. Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt. was very she, good. Yeah, everybody that was, was definitely not Jeff Bridges. No. I mean, Jeff, uh, Jeff Daniels. Daniels, sorry. <laughs> Jeff somebody. I feel like it could have been Jeff Bridges. <laughs> a lot of prosthetics again. It should have been yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, With so, that beard? Yeah. Jeff Daniels, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, one of the Jeffs, an old Jeff somewhere. A couple other minorly recognizable and I faces. Felt, I felt like Everyone was fine. this one, the reason I bumped up the acting score, because it did the same kind of thing that 12 Monkeys did, which was at one point Emily Blunt just kind of decides that, not necessarily that she's in love with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but that she's at least going to fuck him. Like, this is somebody, he was a vagrant on her property. Well, I saw and, that as, they yeah. made it pretty clear that was just sort of a booty call, yeah. a lonely woman booty call. Yeah, but she made that work a lot better than Madeline Stowe made her transformation right. work. Well, because that started out the opposite way. Like, oh, she was lonely, so she slept with him, and then she started to develop feelings for him. Yeah. Not like all of a sudden she just loves him and then starts mm-hmm. sleeping with him. Yeah, well, well, however the movie did it, uh, the actors, I think, made it work better. There was better chemistry between them. Uh, the interplay with Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was all right. I will say I felt kind of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Bruce Willis impersonations were a little cheesy. I thought uh, he did a pretty good job of that with the mannerisms and stuff. There yeah. was one point he was like talking he was to going, Jeff Bridges and he was just like, he had yeah. his ridiculous Bruce Willis <laughs> yeah. face on. I mean, he was exaggerating yeah. it at times, but... What? I said Jeff Daniels. No, You infected me, yeah. Eric. <laughs> I mean, like, at least he captured what it was. He just turned it up too much in certain scenes. Yeah. That was definitely the only one, really, that I can yeah. think of. I thought he did a good job, at least. Because they, they had him in some makeup, too, to make him look more like Bruce right. Willis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. What are you guys' is- it felt more like he was just okay. He did a really great job as trying to act like Bruce Willis, but maybe forgot the, about the fact that he's trying to be Bruce Willis in this other role. Right, not just Bruce yeah. Willis himself, but the character. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's a really good Bruce Willis uh, impersonation, but you're but this, but this other is a guy. character. It's not Die yeah. Hard. This is a different yeah. movie. Yeah. Joe, you're playing other Joe. Which is funny. It's funny that you bring that up because this the character that Bruce Willis plays isn't even a super Bruce Willis character. No. So you're right. He almost does too much of just Bruce. Willis, yeah, just straight up and Bruce not Willis. enough of the actual character, but I think he still does a good job. So, what are you guys' actual scores? I gave it a, a three because there was way too much Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a meth, method actor, but if he is, he probably like lived with Bruce for a while, yeah, for two weeks, <laughs> or as an apprentice. It was fine. I mean, he wore I, his underwear, all that stuff. <laughs> 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 he, um, I, I just. I don't. I don't understand acting, honestly. I really don't. Like, like I don't know if it's good or bad, but like, I, I wasn't angry at the movie, so it could. So I score well. We brought real experts on. (laughs) So what was your score, Cassandra? Uh, I gave it a three and a half because I thought. So we're all pretty close. Okay. Yeah, that Bruce Willis and three to four is the biggest swing, and we get three and a half. Yeah, the other one there was at least a one and a half point swing, so I feel a little better with a one point swing. Normally kids are terrible, and the kid was was not terrible. I think that helped. I think the kid was a three, but I'm almost giving him extra points because I expect child actors to be so awful. Like episode one or something. Yeah, and he was actually he was pretty good, especially he looked really really young. Yeah, he looked. I was impressed that someone who looked like he's six years old or something. How old was he in real life? He's twenty. <laughs> He's got oh, that Andy Milanakis yeah. disease. Yeah, I actually thought that. I was like, maybe this is an adult who. Uh, I I don't know. They don't always put kids. Um, ages on there. Ages. Right. What was the it's kid's Sid. Name? His name is Sid. C I D. 
appears. Well, he's yeah. 11 now, so... Oh, so damn, in 2012, he must have been like six. six yeah. He was six. Yeah, so that's that's actually pretty impressive for a six-year-old. He, that was, he did yeah. a great job. Yeah. yeah, did a good job. So, okay, cool. Uh, moving on to visuals. visuals. Yeah, there... I gave this one a pretty high visual score. Did I, you? I liked the visuals a lot. I think the visuals were probably the biggest reason I saw the movie. I liked the look of it from the trailers. So I remember when I saw the movie in theaters, I I was super, I was really, really excited for it. And I I, I was a little disappointed, so it, it did not live up to my expectations, but I still liked the visuals. Um, this sort of dirty, ugly world in 2044, crime-ridden, but then it's like this neo-noir uh, Yeah, I like feel. the mix yeah. of, because uh, of, um, it sort of mirrors what you see in reality, yeah. where you'd have some technology and then others that's just normal or retrofitted yeah. or something and like that. And I like that. the effects. I like, you know, people getting shot and the blood <laughs> blows up everywhere and the kid's blowing people. Well, he doesn't do it very often, but yeah. he blows somebody up. So I'm guessing I'm going to be the highest on this one also. What'd you give it? I just gave it a three. I thought okay. overall it was solid, but not impressive or okay. it's super memorable. Probably the kid blowing stuff up is probably the most memorable part, visually, of part of the movie. And the silver. I like the big collections of silver. And yeah, yeah, the cool bars silver. of silver. doesn't really make any fucking were... sense why they'd pay him like that or in gold or silver, but it, it still works visually. Yeah, well, this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. So know, yeah. it just, yeah. So would you... I gave it a four um, because I thought the CGI was actually done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um and when they went into the far future, it wasn't over the top ridiculous. Right. As far as the retrofitting, I totally appreciated the crummy cars with the solar panels. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a, about, like, a really great some touch. Some kind of gasifier that they'd put on yeah. a muffler or something. Yeah. And then, um, but the reason why I didn't have it as like a five was JGL's eyebrows were I... ridiculously Who's dark. Whose eyebrows? Um, Young Joe. Oh. Yeah, with yeah. prosthetics. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There are like yeah. marker stains on his face and then I thought the scooter, the hover scooter looked oh, so damn right. silly. It did. Yeah. It looked like they made it in a prop shop and it was supposed to be like a new cool vehicle that was expensive because mm-hmm. when his friend got it, it was so new that it didn't even really work properly yeah. and he spent all his money on it and it looked like a piece of shit. I or, completely mm-hmm. agree with you about the makeup. I wish they had not done the makeup at all. He did not look like Bruce Willis. Well, they had some sort of prosthesis, so they had to blend it somehow. Down. Yeah. Yeah. The nose down was like permissible. But um, they might have had to blend on on his whole face for color and stuff, and then had to redo his eyebrows. He didn't look like Bruce Willis anyway. They might as well have just had the two men who didn't look alike. It's a movie. We get it. No one really cares. I'm sure it affected some of the way that he was able to emote and everything. I and. I'm a big Joseph Gordon-Levitt fan. I didn't get to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I had got to see him do a weird Bruce Plastic Willis. Plastic Bruce Willis. Yeah, so I'm, that kind of pissed me off. But <laughs> but I will say it didn't look like makeup. Like, if that right. had just been an actor who came on screen and looked like that, it yeah. wouldn't have been off-putting. So the makeup job was good. I just didn't appreciate what they were trying to do. So, Alex, what was your score? I gave it a three for visuals. I um, I felt similarly to Cassandra. I really liked the details with the car and the solar panels and the weird tubes. Um, I just wanted more. Yeah. I, it was clearly a shitty future, like <laughs> most yeah, futures, that, yeah. I guess. Right. And I just wanted, I like they would show us some high rises, but not a lot. They were we, just glimpses of yeah, it. Yeah. We would get really specific views of the shitty parts, but just more details to and sort a big of portion fill of, in. Right. A big portion of the movie just took place on the farm anyway, which yeah. is very bland visuals. Yeah, that's true. The, the farm portion was not impressive, but the city stuff. Was I mean, it was yeah. it was it was decent. Look at the future, the but there was just was glimpses. And, yeah. yeah, but that's yeah. not. Yeah, the action visuals mm-hmm. were fine. Okay, 
let's move on to structure. What'd you give structure? I give it a two. Yeah. I really didn't like a lot about the way this, they structured it. Yeah. Because to me, I don't. it wasn't even an issue with the time travel stuff in this one. It was more about choices that, like, given the world that they came up with, there was weird shit going on. Like, the whole premise basically fell flat for me. Like, time travel is supposed to be one of the most illegal things you can do, but they're using it to dispose of bodies that's, or dispose of humans. It wouldn't even just send back the body. That was another thing. And then at one point in the future, they, they kill Bruce someone. Willis's wife, so they're going to have to do and something with that body And even if there was anyway. a way to track the bodies and find out who it was, they're not going to know who killed them. Yeah. Just throw them into a furnace somewhere or dump them in the ocean. No one's going to know how it happened. Yeah, they didn't. That was, that was a little bit of a... And I also it was thought, a weak since they're using yeah. time travel, why pay all these loopers? Just pay one guy, send everyone back in time to the same exact time, yeah. and have him mow them all down with a machine gun or blow them up or something. <laughs> it could all, they would all appear right at the exact same moment. Right. Or could, anyways. Mm -hmm. Was there anything else about the structure that you that made you... The, I didn't write anything specific yeah. down. All right, what'd you I just guys... said time travel used for something as simple as killing, and then all the people could have been sent at the same time. All right, what'd you guys think? Um, I also gave it a two because... I need time travel movies to have rules and respect them. And I didn't... <laughs> I, primer, it was not. Yeah, yeah, it was not a primer. <laughs> um, I I thought maybe they, they were lied to. Like, these guys are just fucking peons, right? Yeah, they, they might not have told how it really works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so of course. I thought maybe they lied about the premise of what the looper does. Like, it's not actually illegal. They just... Like, this is just a convenient way for them to work. But if you're going to lie about something, you need to give us hints about the lie like, right. so we can at least figure it out later or someone can say this was a lie and here are the clues in the movies why yeah so if you're not going to give us that then i think it was just poorly thought out and they were they wanted to put bruce willies and joseph gordon Levitt well i think they came movie. up with this idea of oh what if this person has to kill themselves yeah. and then they came up with some half-assed reason why that would ever what if there's happen? like silver and yeah. solar panels <laughs> and, and i think we could come up with a stronger reason and all the drugs go in the eyes right yeah. eye drugs <laughs> Yeah, all the but then he goes back to shooting up. Yeah. In the future, he starts using needles again. Yeah. Well, because it's retro and stylish then. That's what it is. He's like, I, I inject retroly. So, Cassandra, as the only one of us who had not seen this movie before, what did you think about the structure? Too hard to. Um, so that's what mm -hmm. most yeah. of us did, yeah. And uh, I'm going to have to actually completely agree with Alex's uh, rationale, which is, yeah, you need, you need rules. And so, as far as the time travel movie, it totally didn't tie up at all. Um, but to add on to that, uh, I thought the montage of them, of him growing older. Like living throughout. out his life the yeah, first time. It, was just, it felt less like, oh, this is you just living out your life. And more like, this is how much we made JGL look like Bruce Willis. Yeah. Again. We're so proud of ourselves. Right. Look at him losing his hair. <laughs> we did a good job, guys. And all he did was a montage of the same thing happening over again. Doing drugs, doing crime, opening right. his cash and seeing less there. Yeah. It's like. Right. Um, yeah, I think I'm being overly generous on this one. I gave it a three. So you guys all did twos, right? Yeah. yeah. And I gave it a three. But yeah. honestly, I think I'm representing the fact that I was I was looking forward to this movie so much when it came out. I don't usually get this excited about movies. But for some reason, I can't remember exactly why, but I thought this was just going to be the most awesome movie ever. And I still think it was a really interesting premise. I'm kind of on board with the, what if you have to kill your future self? Uh... I wish they would have backed into it a little bit better. I, I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. I think I'm just not as bothered by time travel stuff. I hated Primer. So <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that Primer gets time travel right was so boring and so uninteresting to me. I made it 20 yeah, minutes into the Yeah, to me, I mean, it's, it's better if they sort of get it right, whatever that would be anyway. Yeah. But that's not as big a knock for me yeah. as the fact that given this world, okay, fine, these are the rules that mm -hmm. you come up with, sort of whatever, 
what the people's actions within that didn't even make sense. The one thing that I did appreciate about the story was going into the movie the first time, you had no idea that there was any of the telekinetic or supernatural type stuff. So that was kind of cool, this out-of-nowhere addition to it. Yeah, and I feel like they would have built on... I, I wish they would have built on that more. I found that a little bit more interesting than the time travel stuff. I will say, I I think this movie had some promise. I think it squandered it a little bit. Uh, but I liked the world building. I liked the characters. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I, I gotta go with a three. You guys were all pissy about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, Alright, so entertainment value. I'm gonna start off on this one. I'm guessing I'll be higher than you on this one, too, but I did three and a half. I liked it a little bit better than... Because I gave... Yeah, I gave um, 12 Monkeys a three on entertainment value. So I enjoyed this one better than 12 Monkeys. If I had to watch one of them over again, I would rather watch Looper over again, even though now I've seen it twice. And I'm not going to seek it out necessarily, but it's interesting enough to me. Uh, I, I always expect more when I'm watching it, though. I almost feel like I usually yeah, say I usually say these it. movies are too long. I almost feel like this one's too short. Well, to me, it felt like it. It's, does, it like, feels it ends abruptly. It You're does end like, abruptly, but it felt long it. to me. Yeah. Like it felt like I had a pacing issue, maybe. But okay. I think it was just their way of like they they jump into the story really quickly in the way that they explain this new world. Then nothing about the world building happens at all until you find out a little bit more about the telekinesis. And then very quickly wraps up. So there's a big portion in the middle where the story isn't really being progressed at all. He's just trying to find his, trying to close the loop. Yeah. But nothing about the world or the real the plot is really being changed. Yeah, at all. I think you're right. Maybe they focus too much on the chase. Yeah, and trying aspect. to track him down yeah. and everything. But, but eh, anyway, whatever. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I was all right with it. So I gave it a two. Okay. What'd you guys do? I actually gave it a four and a half. Oh, oh yeah? you really liked yeah. it? You liked it? I, I, as far as actually being Good, I'm not crazy. <laughs> My God. Yeah. You guys are all just like, I hate it. Well, <laughs> I mean, there's things about it that... A bunch just, of grumps. <laughs> like, with the structure, yeah, I was to totally bothered by it. But was I entertained? I was, yeah, I was absolutely entertained. Mm -hmm. I'd watch it again. Um, I thought the amount of action that was uh, in there was completely appropriate. I appreciated... I enjoyed um, the action when it happened. Yeah. yeah. And there was, uh, like, a little bit of mystery. Like, I was trying to piece together um how this person f fell into that and um so i was actually like involved with thinking about what was going on and, and you know there was a couple twists and turns and there's just yeah very little that yeah i found not entertaining this is about the solar panels isn't it you just like them that much <laughs> I, on the cars yeah solar panels on the cars and the alex like the eye drugs <laughs> I, I gave it a four and i deducted one full point for paul dano yeah <laughs> i'm surprised you haven't brought that up earlier yeah, he's so, a minor so, character so you gave it a three in the end no i gave it a four. Oh, okay so but you would have given it a five, five. I, well, really I'm, I'm, ex I'm exaggerating a little bit but i thought it was really entertaining yeah. and i wrote down paul dano God damn it. Paul <laughs> <laughs> Dano, ugh. <laughs> I, um, Wasn't he in not another teen movie? He was in a lot of bullshit. He was in yeah. the Swiss Army Man and yeah. um, No Country for Which one is Paul Dano? So I guess is it the one should, I'm thinking the one with no of? The weak chin. chin. Who, who they cut to pieces. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, can we, can we... I feel like we actually skipped that part. What was up with the tie-in of the guy being hacked to pieces? I mean, he so clearly... what they were saying that was another That's bad. Another one that, doesn't that, make was, sense. that was that was another yeah. that was another plot All hole right. because so they were saying we have so, to get this guy back so we can't run around changing. Yeah. So at everything. one point in the movie, before before Joe and old Joe Joe, our central two characters, um, have their 
thing, one of the other loopers also fails to kill his old version of himself. But that guy did it purposefully. And so the young looper goes on the run and the organization catches him and they say, well, we can't kill him because then it changes too much about the future. So we have to, so they like keep him alive, but they cut all of his limbs off piece yeah, by piece. Which is like a so, as, right? Yeah. yeah. If he's in a closet somewhere on life support, he might as well be Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was getting he's at. Like it doesn't really, anything. yeah. So they're going to keep him alive for 30 years like that? They were just trying like to with this idea of, oh, what if you did something to the body of the person from the past and it affects the future body instantaneously yeah. mm-hmm. but there's no real reason why, why you wouldn't just kill them then if that was acceptable yeah. they why definitely you just, just kill them? they definitely just wanted the scene of the old version of that guy Have running it. through the city while pieces of himself were disappearing and like trying to drive the car with his mm-hmm. foot gone right. and honestly that, which was cool I, it was a meaningful I visual it. yeah, I it's it. one of the more impactful visual I was I was willing to forgive that because I liked that scene but it still so. doesn't make any sense yeah so I'm I'm impressed with you guys as uh Entertainment scores. For me, I, I think it was mostly the pacing mm-hmm. and a lack of resolution. No, I mean like it was resolved in terms of the story, but you'd end up like not really giving a shit. Okay, so let's run through all the scores. Give me all your scores in order. Three and a half, mm-hmm. three, two, and two. Alex. Three, three, two, four. That adds up to twelve, allegedly. <laughs> with the with the Paul Dano uh... <laughs> deduction. Yeah. Yeah. How has Paul Dano wronged you? <laughs> Show me on the doll where yeah. Paul Dano has. And Cassandra. You. Uh, it's three and a half, four, two, and four and a half. I'm you still going to have to. Very add entertained. So you guys were maximally entertained almost by Looper. Yeah, it was it was so slick. Also, I love the idea of shitty mutant powers. Like, just yeah. dumb bullshit. Well, you have telekinesis, yeah. like, damn, well, that's yeah. it, I guess. I can yeah. float quarters. It's like the YouTube videos of people, like, getting baskets from three courts away yeah. like, well that makes me uh, that reminds me because I'm thinking about these people who are supposed to be psychics and they help the police and stuff yeah. what if they're they're right they are psychic but this is they're just that bad that it only works like part of the time <laughs> it's might as like well they remember their, where they put their car keys tomorrow right or they, or sometimes they're like I get an image of water and it's like they really are getting images but that's just about they're as just thirsty they yeah that's about as helpful as, or it's from something else yeah. from another murder or something it's like it really doesn't matter if it's true or not if it only works half the time sorry i was i was that's okay we were having so. meaningful conversations i'm not even, even gonna have, have to, to edit that, that out. out yeah nice nice okay so all of our scores together were 51 for looper compared to 45 for 12 monkeys so actually that's pretty close for there being four of us they're only being a six point swing so these movies yeah. are pretty they're both solid yeah they're both they're both solid they're both pretty similar actually um, We've basically reflected the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Rotten readable. Tomatoes. It's funny. I really don't agree with like the individual, uh, like not, like Looper being a ninety three percent. That's way too high for that movie. That that movie is not a nine out of ten movie. Well, yeah, but like we yeah. said, that's how, not how Rotten Tomato works. If you're saying yeah. is this a ninety three out of a hundred, but in it terms is a good grade, relative. But do ninety three out of a hundred people movies. think it's Above average, mm-hmm. yeah, that that makes sense. That yeah, that would happen. So what? Nothing. <laughs> Say something. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> You're on there. Um, we got dead air no, but, out there. We're losing them. Yeah. No, but in the end, I think both of these movies are worth watching. Uh, they might piss you off with their time travel. You can cleanse yeah, your palate with travel. primer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Our friendship is in peril. <laughs> 
I should have never tried to watch Primer. Should travel through time and stop you from doing that. <laughs> you tried, try. And I did many, tell you not years, to watch it. Many years I also ago, told you you would yeah, not like it. Many years ago, Alex and Eric tried to get me to not watch Primer, and I was like, "Is this some kind of you think girls weren't gonna like sci-fi movies kind of thing?" Tony's The conversation would go the exact same way. Like, oh, do you like Primer? Yeah, it was really good. Should I watch it? No. You will not like it. Yeah, and I was struck by that, so I went, I'm going to show these boys. It's not an exciting movie. movie. It's just intriguing in that they deal with it probably, the like you were saying, the best time travel kind of could probably be dealt with. I realized my mistake pretty early. Cassandra, what do you think about Primer? What are your scores? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I liked Primer, but um, yeah, there were some. I would have loved. I would actually like to see it done with the same exact storyline and everything, but done with better visuals. Like more I, than thirteen thousand yeah, dollars. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is, is actually that how much they spent. I mean, yeah. that's my Not only just real actually critique. In the garage. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think and they, less mumbling. They, and, uh, oh they yeah, mumbled. mumbling. Which like I'm terrible. Me I too. think the I mumbling was yeah. what got me. I was like, yeah. I can't understand what anybody's saying. This is just made in people's garage. I'm turning I think this I, off. I didn't make up that $13,000 number. I think yeah. they literally, yes. literally made yeah. it. For I think it might have been 7000 It was something so like it that. It was incredibly... Less than twenty grand. Incredibly low. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> Thank you to our special guests, Alex and Cassandra. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, hopefully you'll join us next week. If you week. hated them, email us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know make what? Sure not just to have just go ahead and email me. I just want to know who's out yeah, there. Yeah, send nudes, send so, critiques, send yeah. gift cards. Faintpraisepodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening, and hopefully you will join us next week. Bye.